intro music going right now. You just kind of got to let it play out. But I want to change the vibe. You hear those sleigh bells ringling, ting, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with Ross and Booth. Hey, happy Friday, dudes with some balls, the whole trio here right before the holiday break. This is the second to last episode before Christmas for those who celebrate. What's good, Jordan Ross? I'm excited to be here. We got the trio all back together for the first time, and it feels like, I don't know, like a month or maybe more. A while. Jacob Booth, rocking a sick mustache. You kind of told me about that a while ago. What's the uh, what's the inspiration behind that? Yeah, it's kind of nice. I like just try changing it up, you know, for the holidays. Yeah. Yes, sir. Big stocking cap guy. You're looking drippy, no skippy, as the kids would say. We got a little in-house beef to address. Usually it's me and Booth with our Pac-12 ties, but Jordan Ross, the big Texas Longhorns fan, Jacob Booth, the University of Washington alum, college football playoff matchup, a rematch of the Alamo Bowl last year. Who you guys got? That's a stupid question. Let's go, Booth. Let's hear it. <laughs> We saw what happened last year, and it's going to happen again this year. Sorry, Rossi. Hey, different Texas team, different quarterback. I mean, as long as we can get healthy, I don't think – I think you can make a case Washington. This will be the best defense Washington's played all year. So, if we can get healthy on the outside at receiver, worthy. Sanders, if he's healthy, I like our chances. Obviously, our running back, who is like the number two rated running back for Mel Kuyper right now, coming out towards ACL, so he's out for the year. So we're just banged up. We can get healthy. I think it'll be a good game. I uh, I don't feel like utterly confident about it because Washington is a is a damn good football team. Yeah, where, where the spread opened up, I thought was real interesting. It's like five and a half for Texas. Yeah, but I actually looking. think I I like both. I mean, if we're gonna talk a little playoffs, I like both those games. I kind of like yeah. both the the dogs in those games a little bit, even though I'm rooting Ooh. for Texas. I just think it's gonna Ooh. be a close game. And then, of course, the commission or the appeal to make the Florida State-Georgia game part of the college football playoff. I don't know if you guys saw that, but <laughs> someone in the ACC is pissed. Anyways, boys, let's get to the show. Welcome to Dudes with Some Balls. I haven't even done the intro, baby, but you guys, hopefully our loyal listeners know that by now. For those that live, breathe, and love all things sports while valuing the convenience of your own time. This is Dudes with Smalls. For the fan, from the fan, the podcast made for you. Run it up. All right. Let's talk what everybody needs to talk. And I want to start. I'm glad all three of us are here. And I'm really glad Jacob Boo's here. No disrespect there, Jordan. We're going to talk Shohei Otani here. And I want to kick it to the most logical and rational person. No. Logical and rational person, a part of this trio, to not give an emotional reaction. So I'm kicking it down to you, Booth, to explain why this is okay. That show has time with the Dodgers and the contract structure and everything. Yeah. You can explain the luxury tax better than anybody. I mean, I'm looking into it and I'm still pissed off reading about it. So, okay. So, I mean, to start, he's going to be replacing an all star in JD Martinez who had an OPS above 800. So, you're looking at basically a one dot OPS in Shohei Otani versus like, a, I think he had an 820 in JD Martinez. It's not a sizable increase. Uh, and, and he's just going to be a DH in this year, obviously. If you're looking at the contract, it's 
a little bit weird because obviously they're only paying the $2 million, but what counts towards the luxury tax is $46 million because that's the present value of the deal. They have like a, a four point something interest rate and not to bore you too much with the numbers, but it's going to be between like 43 and 46 million. That's counts towards the tax. So uh, while it's only being paid 2 million, uh, there's a, there's a larger number here in play. Doesn't that still piss you off that that's combined only 48 million though, and should be 70 million, or is that just my irrational this coming out? Um, well, I mean, if you view it like, from a purely like a financial perspective, it makes sense. Like money in the future is worth less than money now. So I, I really don't think it's, it's a, as big of a deal as it's made out to be. Jordan thoughts. Yeah, I don't know about all the numbers and whatnot. I saw you deferred it 10 years and I'm thinking this dude's going to be, there's no way that 70 million is that outrageous 10 years from now. I wouldn't think maybe that's kind of what boots hitting on with the luxury tax in terms of like the actual value of the contract being a $46 million cap hit. I'm just, I'm the emotional one, right? Booth's the unemotional one. I'm just kind of bummed he signed with the Dodgers. Like we, we had an Otani talk a while back, Nick and I, and I was thinking just like, let this be the one free agent that doesn't go like to a massive market, like the Dodgers or the Yankees. Let them pick a, pick a team that like, well, I guess the Cubs are still a big market, but I really wanted him to go to Chicago. I think it would have been a cool landing spot. But at the end of the day, he shopped around, and I feel like it was always going to be the Dodgers. That was what was the favorite going into the offseason, and, of course, that's what happens. And, of course, the Dodgers are able to figure something out to where they can still go spend a lot of money and have an owner that's willing to pay. And you know what? That's why baseball is, is beautiful because you have an owner that's willing to pay and uh, make a team on the field competitive year in and year out. Like, that's what you want as a fan. Ruth came in here with uh, all the logic and point Dexter, like I asked him to, and then Jordan came in here, and it sounded like a, a drunken Western. I don't know about the numbers, but let me <laughs> tell you, fuck this. Uh, personally, I'm mad. I, I'm mad. I can't get over it. I'm mad because it's just – I don't understand the people saying, it's good for baseball he went to a contender in a big market. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's going to be cool to watch a super team for 10 games. But it's exactly what happened in the NBA when the Warriors were developed with adding Kevin Durant. Nobody gave a crap about watching basketball, and viewership went down. We just went off the best viewership year in baseball, best attendance year in baseball in over a decade. And I think it's going to be terrible for the game unless you're a Dodgers fan. Nobody's going to be watching baseball. And that's my two cents on it. And then it gets even worse, which is what we're going to talk about right now, with Tyler Glass now getting traded the right-handed pitcher from the Tampa Bay Rays to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I know is maybe not the most impressive arm in general, but still a high market name arm. And they just locked him up for five more years for a $135 million contract, which the rich just keep getting richer and it feels unfair. Do you think, do you think they're a super team? A hundred percent. Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. Yeah, but this contract is 10 years. Like he's going to be playing there for the next 10 years. Like Freddie Freeman's not going to be playing there 10 years from now. Mookie Betts probably isn't going to be playing 10 years from now. They're both in their 30s. Yeah, so baseball is just like, like what so you might get like another what's the usual age like 36? What is that? That's what like JD Martinez is, I believe. 36, 37. Freeman's 34. So you might get two more really productive years out of him and then after that, you might just be a guy that you're spending a lot of money on to to finish playing or finishing out that contract. So I don't know. Baseball is a weird sport that you can build these super teams and it doesn't 
necessarily mean anything. You know how it is with the 162 game season, the injuries, and last now, obviously the trade with him, like he's shown he can't stay healthy. A lot of their arms and their staff have shown that they can't stay healthy, at least from a starting perspective. So I'm not going to sit here and act like they're the for sure going to win the World Series next year. Like I'm sure they'll be the favorites for it, but I mean, when was the last time a favorite going into the season won the World Series? Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful thing about baseball. I'm just saying it's going to drive away viewership because everyone who's, who's on, casual. On paper, they're just as good as the Braves. Like the Braves have a stack lineup. They have a stack rotation. They have a pretty good pen. Like it's not like they're far and away the best team. And with injuries, who knows? I agree with you. I And I still think their rotation needs work. You have Walker Bueller, who hopefully comes back and performs extremely well. You hope Glasnow stays healthy for those guys to watch. No, they still have injuries with Dustin May. They have a young you know, team in Bobby Miller and Emma Sheehan, who could be, of course, really good. It's just I'm talking here, not you, me, and, and Ross, who are, are pretty dedicated to watching baseball and, and knowledgeable and understanding that any team can win on any given day. I'm talking the casual fans who actually tuned in this year, gave a little bit of a damn, and watched, and now they get to see, like, from a common just sports casual fan, it's like, oh, this is the this is the 2017 Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to watch basketball till till the pandemic hits again. You know, really, I think when buy a Dodgers when LeBron and D Wade went to Miami, I'm yeah. pretty sure the NBA viewership went way up. Yeah, they're, they're going to buy a Shohei jersey and say they're a Dodgers fan their whole life. Like, it's, yeah, it's oh, not like that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> yeah, that does make. You're talking about the casual fan. The casual fan follows the noise. I just think if you're just getting into baseball. And you see, you already have the, if you're not a Dodgers fan, which I get what you're saying, the majority of people who get in are like, I'm going to go be a Dodgers fan. I'm going to go be a Yankees or Red Sox fan. If you're not a Dodgers fan and you see this happen, you're driving, you're getting drove away from the game. But I see your counter argument and that's fair. That's a perspective I haven't thought of at all, which you could definitely be right. I mean, I know he broke the, uh, the, what is it? Most Jersey sales within 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. He broke Messi. Yeah, which you know, let's let's throw a little conspiracy theory in there because uh, Shohei Otani is a partnered and sponsored fanatics endorsed athlete. So you know, why not make ourselves look good from our own website that we're the only ones who can track? <laughs> but he is endorsed by fanatics. He's gonna. It be- is also the thing though is West staying on the West Coast. We all, well, I guess Booth doesn't, but you and I live out on the West Coast during baseball season, uh, and those games come on at seven o'clock. So I. Maybe there will be more casual people that stay up on the East Coast at 10 o'clock, 10, 10 pit, starting pitch time to watch Otani's first at bat. But outside of that, I mean, is it really going to grow? The Dodgers are already a big market team that's going to get one of the – they're probably the most attended two team in the big leagues year in and year out. Like, is it really going to change the fact that they signed Otani other than jersey sales? Like, their tickets are still going to be up. The one thing is, is if the Yankees make one more splash – then it's going to be the Yankees versus the Dodgers is the story of the season. So I think you kind of got the country divided into two sides here. Not like the Civil War, but this time. Well, some ugly blues. Yeah, (laughs) Navy versus Dodgers. Well, I mean, I guess that's fair. And for MLB, they're freaking – their pants are – there's a tent in their pants right now with a little mark, and they're hoping that the Yankees make one more big play because they want that, which sucks. Um, the Yankees finished in fourth place last year, guys. It, even if they, make I'm a... not on the Yankees train. I'm just saying for the hype of the MLB. <laughs> I, I'm saying that's the story, not yeah, like, I, yeah, like that's like reality. I feel like, like baseball's the like, one sport where the storylines like hardly ever like continue, yeah, or else exactly. we would have had like 
a Dodgers Astros rematch the year in like 2019. Yeah, you'd like that, huh? You'd like that. That would have been a great story. <laughs> or even last year, what was the Diamondbacks? I guess the the fact that they're such big underdogs is the story. Like you can you can spin the story however you want, and yeah. obviously the the big leagues would have been happier if it wasn't the Rangers Diamondbacks looking at the viewership because not many people watch those games. I love talking ball. So I'm going to keep talking ball. This wasn't initially in my plans, but I don't know if you guys are familiar with the new development, I guess you'd call it. The Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards, who play at Capital One Arena in downtown Washington, D.C., are moving to just across the water to North Virginia for a new arena for both of those teams. Uh, Large in part to crime rate is what the story is. I don't want to get too deep in that. What I do want to talk about, though, is the San Francisco Giants are getting ripped on social media and news because their inability to sign larger free agents. I know they just signed Jung Ho Lee, but uh, because of issues involving the city of San Francisco, do you think the Giants would be a team to have to relocate in order to help that franchise? No, I think, well, uh, I I know this is risky waters. I was going to say something political, but I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm just going to say most of the cities on the West Coast are kind of uh, for sore eyes nowadays if you if you actually go out to LA or San Diego or San Francisco but no I think they're a big market team that they I mean they've had a lot more turnover look at the Dodgers and how they've had Dave Roberts for a consistent what six seven maybe even longer eight years now they just got a brand new manager it's not necessarily something that like a free agent coming over wants to go into a, a team that's young and building and not everyone kind of wants to play, you know, to win now. Um, that's kind of my, where my head's at. And I don't think it necessarily has to do anything with the city. Your answer. And I don't know about you guys, but I've never been to San Francisco. So it's like, it's just what you hear about the city that you make assumptions on. So like, I don't really want to say anything too political, but it's expensive, obviously, but it has to be expensive for a reason. It's not just ex- like an expensive city to live in for no reason. So well, uh, also, it's really cold. Like in the in the season, like it gets cold. Like later in the fall, when you get like that marine layer, like that's not necessarily a hitter's ballpark unless you're a power power lefty, I guess. It's a pretty big park too. But yeah. it gets cold, and it like there's some days where it's really hard to get the ball out of the yard. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah, lefty's paradise could be for sure. I've been to San Francisco. I've been there since like 2015. I love it. I think it's a great tourist spot um, in terms of attraction. Full house. Sure. Yeah. If we want to go off yeah. 90s TV shows or 80s to whatever that whenever that was out. Yeah. Decision maker for free agents. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pure 39 is awesome. Uh, but hey, uh, that was just my food for thought questions. Let's let's switch over to a different topic. Let's go with some NFL action. The year of injured quarterbacks. And Jordan Booth and I are both hoping CJ Stroud gets healthy soon. I'm devastated seeing your guy not be able to play this weekend is what it sounds like. But where are you guys at as we're getting in that later stages, the playoff pushes, only one team has clinched so far. Uh, I just want to ask both of you, we don't have to go too deep in this. What's been your biggest surprise this season? And Jordan, I think you're not actually doing it, but it looks like you're foaming at the mouth to answer this question. The biggest surprise would be the amount of parity in the league. I don't, I think there's one team that's kind of above the rest right now. And it's a team that historically gets hurt. And that is a team that we just talked about the same city, San Francisco and the Bay there. Uh, They are the best team right now. But like I said, they historically have a tough time staying healthy, 
you look at you mentioned the quarterback injuries. I guess that's kind of the surprise. Like there's not a single team in the AFC that I'm 100% confident in. is like I'm a, I'm going to put cash on them. They're going to the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens are right now the best team in the AFC. I think they have some holes. They also dealt with injuries more than any team like the last that I can remember in the last three or four years, them and like the Tennessee Titans. But it's going to be one of those years I can see a, a lower-seeded team potentially beating one of the higher-seeded teams in that wild card round. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. It feels like like when the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2013 and they they had that crazy run, they they upset Peyton Manning and the Broncos. And like we just kind of got hot at the right time. Like it, it could be that kind of story where it's just whatever team gets hot wins the Super Bowl. The other storyline too that, and I'm sure you guys know as Seahawks fans that I find interesting is if you look at some of these teams' schedules, they just have like gauntlets. Like you look at the Bills' most recent schedule, like it was the Eagles, then they had the the Chiefs, now they got the Cowboys, the Seahawks were the same. It was like the Niners, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the uh, Eagles. Niners again. (laughs) Yeah, Niners again. Like these teams, like starting at the season, I remember when the Seahawks were like six and three and we were talking like, I mean, that's a team that's playing really competitive ball. They beat the Lions. That's a good team. They could potentially be a Super Bowl team. Now I'm not even sure if the Seahawks are going to find a way to sneak into the playoffs. It was just how tough their schedule got. Yeah, they needed to beat the Rams a few weeks ago to set themselves up best for that four-game gauntlet that they're about to conclude on Monday night against the Eagles. Uh, in terms of surprises for me, I would say the the feel-good story of the year, probably the Denver Broncos, in terms of just how they started, all the slander that you know Russell Wilson and that team got last year, just how they performed. Potentially a chance, like we talked about in our group text, a chance to win the, win the AFC West, one and one against the Chiefs this year. I think outside of that, though, I, I will say the biggest surprise is actually the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the scrutiny that Dak Prescott was facing this offseason, and, and I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott fan, uh, deciding to trust McCarthy, who I still don't love, but their ability to win in that defense is disgusting. We're going to do this again? We'll do this again. We're doing it again. Like we do every year. Dude, they're gr- they're gross. This year's different. They're <laughs> actually gross. <laughs> this year's different. We're gonna do this again. What did they go last year? Thirteen and four. Dude, if they they're gonna lose to the Niners, we, we know what's gonna happen. We haven't even seen them make it to the NFC Championship game yet. It's their year. This year's different. I'm telling you. Yeah, Booth moved down okay. there, bro. He brought the Let's vibes. Think about this, though. Yeah. The Cowboys have had two big, big games. You could probably say you could maybe pencil in the Seahawks game, but the Seahawks were coming off of a few losses in a row. Their big one, they played out west in San Fran. They got schlacked. Their second biggest one, they got at home, which historically the Cowboys are like undefeated at home, man. Six and one or seven and zero or something like that against the Eagles at home. Yeah. Well, I want to see it in the postseason. Don't let them get the one seed. Don't let them get the one seed. Don't let them get the one seed. (laughs) You know, you the the Eagles control their own destiny though with the one or with the having the division over the Cowboys because they have a pretty easy schedule here down the, down the stretch. That's fair. Well, on a different side, you you seem like the most contradicting Texas Longhorns fan in the world because I swear to God, all Texas Longhorns fans also love the Dallas Cowboys equally the same, but you're a Texans fan. So, no. Something's, yeah, I'm, something's I'm a, wrong with you. I'm Houston sports everything. Yeah, I was I was in Austin last week, and I saw more Texans jerseys than. Uh, okay, never mind. Maybe I'm flawed. Maybe I don't know what I'm yapping about. Yeah, the, 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 you have you heard the murmurs, Nick? What's the murmurs? 
there's not only a new team in Texas, it might be a new America's team. Oh God. <laughs> the people that still call the Cowboys America's jerseys team. in Austin than there are Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Yeah, because CJ Stroud is him. Yeah, he is. He's fun. He's a good storyline this year. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. He was frawing his legs around last Sunday. It was horrifying to watch. I I know, but dude, you guys have had teams you've had to root for, I'm sure, that have gone through stretches that were so bad for so long. Like me, I get so excited to watch the Texans on Sunday, but I'm like trying not to get my hopes up because I know that it's just going to potentially be like heartbreak. We we don't know what that's like. Yeah, what's what's that like as a team to not have success for, (laughs) I don't know, your whole life? And then they just they sprinkle it in just they, a little. Bit. They like, give you one little little lick, and then they say, "Ah, we're waiting until we're married." Yeah, so I'm not jumping on the soupy. <laughs> I'm not jumping on the Super Bowl train, but uh, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, it could be like a little Burrow. That team could be like a little Joe Burrow Bengals team here in the next several years potentially. I love it. This has been a really fun podcast. I, I miss having us three all together per se. Uh, let's do this. I don't know if you guys have really looked into it because the first couple weeks of bowl games are kind of not really fun to watch. However, it is it is bowl season. I do love bowl season. Uh, big college football fan. Any any bowl games stand out to you, Jordan, coming up that you want to just be like, oh, this looks like a fun one? Well, I don't. It sounds like neither team is going to play each other. But we talked about it, Florida State getting left out of the college football playoff. I was really hoping Florida State would have go into their bowl game with Georgia with a chip on their shoulder. Um, and Georgia the same. They should both be trying to send a message and play everyone, and that was the game I was going to say I'm looking forward to uh, because I think Florida State would have got smacked, and there would have been the reason why they didn't make the playoffs is because they just got smacked by Georgia. But I'm just looking at the playoffs. I haven't really paid attention to a lot of the smaller bowls. It would, Ole Miss and uh, Penn State, that's one that's kind of interesting to me. I really like Ole Miss in that game. Arizona versus Oklahoma. Arizona playing – obviously they've been bad for a long time. So I think they're going to try to go and route Oklahoma and obviously Dylan Gabriel transferring to your ducks. I don't think he's going to be playing. So yep. I think Arizona's going to, going to win that bowl game. Yep. Booth. I know you hate college football, so I don't know if you even want to answer this question, but the I'm still cheese it bowl. The cheese Always it. the cheese it bowl. Booth loves the cheese it bowl, baby. Is that even still, who's playing in it, that even still a bowl? Oh, it is. Michigan. Okay. Michigan all season tires bowl. Yeah, who's got Iowa versus Tennessee? That game sounds oh, awful. Yeah. That's a great game. Uh, for me, I will answer it like so. I am excited actually to see the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic this year. Missouri versus Ohio State. I thought Missouri was one of the best stories in college football this year. Uh, finishing in the top 10, their best team in the SEC. And they're only getting better you guys have been looking at recruiting classes so it is interesting to see missouri kind of come back to that 2010 2010s type type beat uh, type team where they're actually competing for the sec where nobody thought they would if you ask a lot of sec athletes mizzou has arguably the worst or lowest facilities in the sec so but it's kind of cool to see them get kind of put back on the map that is what i got yeah can they beat ohio state be sick they will the ohio state's not even gonna well mccord well all the transfers yeah yeah yeah, I know it does kind of suck with the transfer portal how that works. It makes that, it hard to like want to like watch bowl season now with guys either skipping it for the draft or they're already announcing they're transferring. So then the only four, the only two games that are really worth like everyone's going to be trying to play is the college football playoff. Well, I think Next. that's a large part why they moved to twelve team playoff. 
Yeah. So we'll have more interesting bowl games next season as well as you can play your own bowl games next season because the college football video game is set to drop this summer. I'm hyped. Cannot wait. But everybody, enjoy the holiday season. We got one more episode for you guys before the Christmas break for those that celebrate. Hope you guys enjoyed my intro. I would love to go on a sleigh ride with Booth and Rouse. Everyone, have a great weekend. Go do something fun with family and friends. And again, enjoy the holiday season. This was another episode of Dudes with Some Balls. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys.